This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, December 16th. A day after the U.S. Senate passed a measure to ban TikTok from being used or downloaded on any federal device, Governor Brian Kemp sent a directive to Georgia agencies that aims to restrict the use of the social media app and others with ties to foreign governments on state equipment. The order invoked concerns from the U.S. government that TikTok and WeChat data from the devices could be shared with the Chinese government. The ban also covers Telegram, a fast-growing messaging app that Kemp's office said was included due to past instances of security issues. The Georgia Department of Transportation TikTok account, which regularly posted about construction projects and traffic issues, alerted its followers to instead keep up with posts on the agency's Instagram page. TikTok has called the restrictions a politically motivated ban that will do nothing to advance the national security of the United States. Governors in about a dozen other states have taken similar steps to block TikTok on government-owned devices, including Idaho, Maryland, South Dakota, and Utah. Meanwhile, about a decade ago, John Grant had a vision. Pit the two best black college football teams against each other in a televised bowl game that would determine an HBCU national champion, while putting millions of dollars into the coffers of the traditionally underfunded schools. Last week, standing alone on the 50-yard line of Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Grant looked out over the empty black and red seats and smiled. This Saturday, 50,000 seats will be filled when North Carolina Central University runs out onto the field to face Jackson State University in the 7th Cricket Celebration Bowl. After selling 48,000 tickets to last year's game, this year's contest sold out three weeks ago, and ESPN is giving the game a noon kickoff on ABC to usher in the College Bowl season. No Celebration Bowl has ever been this hyped, partly because of all of the attention swirling around sports legend Dion Primetime Sanders, Jackson State's departing head coach. William Pate, CEO of the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau, said the Celebration Bowl and the events around it are expected to pour tens of millions of dollars this week into the Atlanta economy, which would normally be dormant during the holiday season. Up next, Georgia Power and staff for state regulators presented the Georgia Public Service Commission on Thursday the terms of a settlement agreement reached this week, which, if approved, would allow the company to raise customers' rates by nearly $1.8 billion over the next three years. Over months of hearings, Georgia Power faced blistering criticism from consumer advocates for its proposal to collect $2.9 billion by raising customers' bills. And while the utility did not obtain everything it requested, it appears primed to get much of what it wanted, including new revenue and no expansion of a popular residential rooftop solar program. Instead of a steep rate increase next year with smaller bumps in 2024 and 2025, as Georgia Power had originally proposed, the average ratepayer's monthly bill would rise by just under $4 next year based on the agreement. That would be followed by larger steps up in rates the last two years of the term. The plan would mean the company receives 38% less revenue than it had initially asked to collect from its 2.7 million customers over three years. But still, the rate hikes outlined are more than triple what the PSC's public interest advocacy staff had recommended the commission approve. And Georgia's unemployment rate remained low in November, and many employers are still scrambling for employees. Layoffs are still relatively low, but the state added just 1,000 jobs during the month, the weakest expansion in more than a year. In the years since the Federal Reserve started hiking short-term rates in an effort to tamp down inflation by slowing growth, the state has added 182,200 jobs. But higher rates make it costlier to borrow money, and that raises the stakes for investment of all kinds, including hiring. 
Among the signs that the economy is reaching an inflection point are weaker-than-usual job growth, a drop in the labor force. According to the Department of Labor, last month the Georgia labor force shrank by 6,789. Spoken Layer